What's up, For The Girl fam? Guess what? Ken's and I are headed to a city near you for the 2022 For The Girl tour. We are headed to Nashville, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Indiana, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Los Angeles, California, Dallas, Texas, Houston, Texas, Atlanta, Georgia, and Charlotte, North Carolina, all in the month of February. You have to head to our website, forthegirl.com, to get all the details to figure out which stop you are coming to. It's going to be an incredible night of worship, of breakthrough, of freedom. We so believe that God has something specific to do in your heart and in your life on this tour. You're not going to want to miss it. We're going to get to meet you in person. It's going to be such a fun night. We promise that you'll laugh, you'll walk away changed and different. We're so, so excited. Tickets are only $10. So what do you have to lose? Head to ForTheGirl.com to get your tickets and we will see you in February on tour. Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or Mac and Ken's your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the For The Girl podcast. You sound so subdued today. <laughs> I was really trying to make that sound good, honestly. Like, you sound so calm. Have uh, we turned no. a new page in the new year? Are, uh-uh. are we going to be calm now? No. It's going to be a meditation, you know, just like... It's not. Just dwell within the presence of God <laughs> podcast. Abide. Give us your best, um, like, guided prayer voice. Mm. Let's hear it. Let's close our eyes and picture picture. <laughs> That's really breathy. Picture. <laughs> picture the face of baby Jesus. What is your obsession with baby Jesus recently? So you wrote an email the other day and you literally said praise baby Jesus. Well, we just came out of the Christmas season. He's That's only true. like one month old. So <laughs> he is baby Jesus right now. <laughs> yeah, he's According to the calendar. Yeah, baby Jesus. Wow. How was your Christmas, Ken's? My Christmas was so good. And what did fun. you do again? Oh, I, you don't even know. I have no you, clue. Are you, are you even a friend? Are we friends? <laughs> I uh, spent some time in California, you know, just working on my best Valley Girl voice. Oh. And Do you feel like it was revitalized during your time absolutely. there? Absolutely. You know, when you spend time with like the yes. people you know. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Out there on the Malibu streets. wait that's so embarrassing for me honestly yeah that is that's so embarrassing well it's okay we all love you but did that went to florida wow with josh's family so i got some sunshine this christmas you're looking tan some vitamin d you are looking tan thank you it's a fake tan oh wow yeah Wow. Okay. I feel like it's not even worth trying to tan in January when you go to the beach. Like, Yeah, you might as well just put on the self-tanner and call it a day. Yeah, like you just got to – the real tanning can happen like hit June. Yeah, but. yeah. Okay, wow, that's awesome. Also, my tans go away in like literally like 10 hours. It's insane. Ten not hours. my fake tans, my real Your tans. Real tans. <laughs> 10 days. Yeah, I, that is the worst. You got to keep it up like in the summertime. That's the only way to I do it. I know. I see it in your eyes. You want to talk about your Christmas break? <laughs> I'm dying to talk okay, about it. Okay, go mine. ahead. How is your Christmas break, Rock? <laughs> it was great, you know? I stayed home, North Carolina, hung out with the fam, you know? Tyler was in Ohio, so I was by myself. But Sad. It was sad. But, you know, it was great. And... um. 
you know, we're working on a big writing project right now. So I got some nice peaceful days by Ooh, myself in between best. Christmas and the new year where I sat and I drank some caffeine and I stared at the Christmas tree yes. and I wrote some words that you guys will read in the near future. Ooh, I'll talk more about that later. So pumped. That is ideal though. Yes. But you know, I'm really excited about this new season of the podcast. Season, who knows what. We can't (laughs) ever keep track. No. Oh, season 12? Oh, wow. Season 12. (laughs) Cool. 12 seasons. Um, Okay. Season 12. And this season we're talking all about freedom. And if you Mm -hmm. haven't already seen, we released our book called Freedom Looks Good on You. And these next six episodes are going to coincide with that book. So you got to make sure that you go to our website, forthegirl.com, grab the study book if you want to really dive into scripture and really step into the freedom that Jesus offers. And you better be joining us on tour, yes. which starts in February so soon. I we're know. prepping, we're preparing, we're getting our dance ready. We yes. have a meeting with our choreographer this week. Oh. Yes, we have a choreographer. <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be extra good this year, you guys. But if you're listening to this podcast um, and you've never listened to us before, maybe you joined a freedom group. Your yeah. friend is forcing you into this. Welcome. We are so glad you're here. Um, it's going to be super, super fun just getting to study the word of God together, dive deeper together. The format of these podcasts are honestly, this season is really, really, oops, sorry guys, do not disturb, is really really um conversational and yes. it's gonna be casual hopefully this will just give you more like little talking points and stuff for your small yeah. group and things but if you know us if you've been around for a while you know that before we get into the you know the meat of the episode before we get into the good stuff the meat the meat uh we got to do a little three minute tea this is one of our little segments so we set the timer for three minutes and we spill the tea on something some sort of topic and we actually have a new person in the room today Yes, we do. His name is Patrick. <laughs> Patrick. Um, yeah, Patrick cause... walked in the door about 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Well, just so you guys know, somebody has to record this podcast. So it's funny enough, it's typically a male. Um, it's It can be yeah. awkward at times. but A male um, who's like into audio. So, you know, that's like a certain type of male. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Patrick is not awkward, Patrick's you guys. You're awkward. in for a treat. So, Patrick, could you come over to the mic? Yeah, sure. Um, pick your favorite mic person. Ken, do you come join um, my mic? <laughs> okay, yeah. Here, Give, you can let take my Patrick spot. take the seat. Yeah, Patrick's sitting okay. down right now. He's, you know, we know nothing about Patrick. I tried to ask him questions, and Ken said, no, save it for the podcast. Oh, okay, that's what you're whispering about. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was yeah. What that was. Okay, Patrick, so we're going to set the timer for three minutes, oh, and we need you to spill the tea on your life, okay. but we'll ask you questions. Okay, okay. Patrick. I, you know the first question. Are you going to no. ask? You go. don't have it? You go. Question number one, Patrick. Do you have a girlfriend? Why did I think that was coming? <laughs> um, I, I do not right now. Oh. No. How long single. have you been single for? Probably since, like, March. Oh, fresh. Wow, Don't that's you... been a while. Okay, yeah. Don't you think Patrick wow. has great blue eyes? Yeah, Patrick. Ladies, wow. if you could you see the can... blue eyes. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't Are can't you tell a ginger? I can't tell. No, I just have blonde, blonde hair. <laughs> okay. Blonde. It looks oh, a little ginger. Blonde and blue-eyed. Ladies, wow. Okay, Patrick. Do you identify as a surfer boy? No, I've actually never been to California, so oh. I, I could not. Okay, so what about a that. snowboard boy? You kind of look like I do, John I do like I do like snowboarding. You like snowboarding? Yeah. What else do you like to do for fun? Uh, I play a lot of music. That's oh. Why I have these mics. Musician? You know? Can you sing? Yeah. Um, no. 
Yes, yes you, you can. can. <laughs> okay. Patrick, can you sing for us? Come on, please, Patrick. Can you rap? Patrick, you'd make my whole life if you sang for us. Do one of yours, something, something. <laughs> Christmas time is here. That was really oh, good. That's wow. original. That was so good. That okay. was awesome. Yeah. What are you looking for in a girl, in your future wife? Oof, wow. Um, I think I really like someone who is confident about them and being who they are. I yes. I think that's the most attractive quality. Confidence is super yeah. attractive. Yeah. Agreed. So, um, what was your first impression of Mac and I? <laughs> um, I thought you guys were crazy. Really? Yeah. Actually? You guys were doing that video and I was like, these people are insane. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Patrick? In a good way or yeah. bad in a, way? In a, in a good way. In a good way. I could never get on camera and do that stuff. So. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> right. well, what else do we need to know okay. about Patrick? Patrick, here's what I need to know. So mm-hmm. you went to Belmont, which I is did. where we yeah. went. We uh-huh. went also went to Belmont. And so, like, what was your kind of, like, stereotype at Belmont? You were just, like, the musician guy? Like, you know, what kind of, like, uh, crew were you in? Yeah, I was with the uh, the indie people who, like, smoked outside of, of uh That Bongo was your crew. When, when you could still smoke, yeah. Oh. Outside of Bongo Java? That's the coffee yeah, one, shop yeah, across spa- the street. Yeah, once upon a time, you could smoke on that deck. Okay, it so. Was, it was cool. Then I have a question for you. Have mm. you ever heard of Delight? Uh, not until today. Okay. <laughs> did you ever notice, like, did you ever know any girls that, like, loved going to Bible studies and, like, campus ministries? Because they were probably in Delight. Did you ever know those girls? I don't, I don't think so. Oh. No. No. You know what? I know. It's crazy. Do you wish you knew them? Do you wish? I, th- I think so. Now that I know you guys. Yeah. 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 You know we went to Belmont at the same time you went to Belmont. What would you assume I, about those girls? I try not to assume, so I don't know. That they were kind. <laughs> yeah, that they were um, courteous, respectful courteous. young women. <laughs> young That's women. That's what yes. we like. That's right, Patrick. <laughs> that is Thank good. you for that. Thank Patrick, you for that. could you give us one word of wisdom as we move into the... Oh, time's up, but still give us oh, one word of wisdom. One word of wisdom. Um... Uh, don't dwell in the past or the future. Just uh, enjoy it every day. Mm, wow. Live in the moment. Yeah. I like that. You that know, be where your feet are. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Did you make that up? I think someone I heard that from somewhere. <laughs> I like no, it. that is John 1. No, two. it's not. Ken is always <laughs> quoting scripture that's yeah, not actually uh, scripture. Yeah, I'll give you back your chair. Here you go. Thank hey, you, yeah. Patrick. No problem. Patrick, that was awesome. I I feel like um, all the listeners are nervous about that. What just happened in those three minutes? Yes, uh, I was on the spot, unplanned. I blacked, I blacked out, so I don't even yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was amazing. Thanks for doing that, Patrick. And um, literally, Patrick is about to sit here and listen to us talk about all sorts of things. And um, maybe towards the end of this, we'll get an update on what he thinks about us. Yeah, so. we're gonna be bringing the word. Are you ready for that, Patrick? thumbs up he said okay well you guys are super excited to dive into today's episode it's gonna be awesome we're talking for the girl who needs freedom from rejection and gosh we are so pumped to experience freedom through this conversation so let's get ready You guys, I'm so excited to introduce you to Abide. Abide is the number one Christian meditation app. And oh my gosh, I love Abide. My husband, Josh, actually, he's a big fan. He listens to one of these meditations almost every day before he walks into work to get his heart and mind in the right place. Sometimes even before he goes to bed to sleep better. Um, And yeah, anytime throughout the day where you feel disconnected or stressed or anxious. And I actually did one with him the other day. It was super incredible, truly felt so 
renewed, refreshed, and just sent out. So you gotta try this app now. You can get started with 25% off the premium subscription by downloading Abide app at abide.co slash for the girl. You'll get additional stories and meditations, premium music, soothing sounds, and so much more, you guys. That's abide, A-B-I-D-E dot C-O slash for the girl to download the app and get 25% off your premium subscription. I'm so excited for you to feel refreshed, renewed, and ready to go. Okay, so we are talking all about rejection. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've ever done an episode on rejection, but it is so relevant, I feel like, to kind of the age group that is our audience, you know, women that are in high school, college, post-grad, gosh, Mm -hmm. there's so much rejection. I wish that we all didn't have to experience it, but it is something that honestly meets us at every corner. I mean, rejection is all over the place. I think about the first ones that kind of come to mind are rejection from relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, the guy doesn't like you back. You get broken up with just finding out that somebody doesn't like you like yeah. a friend, yeah. I really, whatever it is, is heartbreaking. Yeah. It's horrible. The worst. In the moment, you're like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. Um, I think about people applying to colleges and getting mm-hmm. rejected. Mm-hmm. That's so real. I think about applying for internships and jobs, seniors that are applying for jobs right now and getting mm-hmm. rejection after rejection. Yeah. Dream um, job. Just those moments where someone tells you that you aren't enough or, you know, you don't have what it takes to do something or be yeah. something. And The thing about rejection, I think, is that rejection often happens in a moment, but it stays with us. Yeah. It almost is something that just like reverberates through your mind over and over and over again. Like I think about seasons of my own life where I face rejection and it started to, you know, it started small and maybe I didn't even really realize how much it affected me, but then it started to affect my confidence. It started to affect my relationships. It started Mm. to affect just like how I saw myself, my own identity. And I think that's one of the dangerous parts about rejection. If we don't if we don't deal with it, if we yeah. don't take it to Jesus, then it can begin to infiltrate mm. and really begin to like cause and wreak havoc in so many areas of yeah. our life. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you hit on it. It's like we got to at some point take it to to Jesus and let him like heal this area that has been so hurt and so broken Yeah. to actually like talk to him about it, let him into that. And then also I think we all just like, and that's why I'm excited to have this conversation because I think we all need to start to be a little bit more honest about rejection. I don't know about you, but like anytime I've been rejected, I guess like even particularly about like a guy thing, like I don't tell people the honest truth. Yeah, it's like you're embarrassed of it. Yeah. We hide it. I know. So I really hope that this like will encourage some people to be like a little bit more honest and just like real about it because we all experience it. It's so true. And uh, so my friend Anna and I, we're like for a while, we were like the only like felt like single friends of our friend group left, you know, everybody else was like in relationships or married and we would always look at each other and like together we'd be like, okay, rejection isn't that 
bad. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, which in some ways it's kind of true. Like we're also terrified of rejection. It's almost like there's this thing out there in culture of like, we'll do whatever it takes to avoid rejection. Yeah. But I think what you're saying, Ken's, is like, if we all got more honest about it. Totally. And how often we're rejected and how, if we were just like, yeah, he didn't like me or yeah, I didn't get the job or yeah, yeah that person, like I'm not their favorite, whatever yeah. it is. And we are a little bit more honest about it. We'd realize that it's not that bad. You Mm-mm. are okay on the other side of rejection. Yeah. Like we talk about it all the time, especially when it comes like dating and relationships, when you find out, you know, you obsess over, does he like me? I don't know. Does he like me? Like what's going to happen? And then you maybe like put yourself out there and you find out, okay, he's not interested. We always are <laughs> yeah. like, okay, I'm okay. Uh-huh. You know, it stings at first, but if yeah. you like have people in community that you're open with about it and you're honest with about it and people who are like reminding you who you are, not yeah. what rejection says you are, then you're kind of like, okay, this isn't as bad as I yeah, thought. Yeah, this isn't. Also to that point, I think like, I, I always tell friends this when they go on like a first or second date and then he, they don't hear back from the guy again. I always tell them this because I seriously believe this to be so true. If a guy like didn't like text you back or doesn't want to hang out after two dates, you should not be taking that personally because he doesn't know you. He doesn't, he doesn't know, know how you. amazing you are. Yeah. He doesn't know the depth of you. He doesn't know the beautiful secret places of your heart. So he doesn't know you. So there's nothing to take personally. But I agree with you, Mac. Like we got to get a little bit more comfortable with this. I feel like we got to start this off by sharing like a moment of rejection. Like yeah. just if we're going to say you got to be honest, we need to be honest. Yeah. So I definitely have a few rejection stories. If you, I have need. so okay. many. Well, yep. here's a good I one for everybody. I wrote about one in the book that you can read about in the book that was about a guy in college who, who was a baseball player who had a major crush on and he to- straight up rejected me and it was heart crushing and heartbreaking in the moment. And you can go read that one in the book, but Ken's, you share yours. <laughs> Wait, which book? Uh, in the Freedom Book. Oh, in the Freedom Book. Okay, you know, we've bought in a lot of books. The I book we're know. talking about. Okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The Freedom Book. Yeah, go go read that one for yes. some gruesome details. But yes. oh my gosh, I didn't get to write about rejection. That was Max chapter. And gosh, I could have had a laundry list. Um, the best one, which I know you will know too. Um, I was super excited. I was talking to this guy. Actually, he, we went to the same high school, but this was like four years after yes. in our adult life. We and were traveling on two and you guys were voice memoing each other uh-huh. at the time and Ken's would prepare herself before every voice memo. Oh, She'd be like, so hardcore. Okay, I'm going to voice memo him back. Okay, yeah. okay. I was like, She's I like, gotta get this okay, you ready? And <laughs> you tried really hard. You were into it. For oh, sure. for sure. I was like so into it. In high school, he was like the quarterback of our high school and was just like mm. the coolest guy ever. We love the quarterback. I was really, really into this whole situation. He was currently a pastor in like, oh, yeah. Dreamboat. I know, exactly. So I was super excited and he was flying to Nashville from Arizona um, to like visit me. So I mean, this weekend is so hyped up. I've been preparing for months for this situation. We've All been your texting. friends knew. All my friends knew. So he came into town. He came into the Delight office. We all talked. We went out. to lunch. We went to with lunch. With your parents. With my parents. Yeah. Whoa. I forgot yeah. about so that. So we had this like whole weekend. It was awesome. I was like really into it of course. And, um, anyways, I had like, I hosted a game night at my house while he was there to like meet my friends so that he could get like 30 people there. Yeah. So you could, whatever. So he, so yeah, I'll cut to the chase. He met this girl, Kendall, one of my friends at the party. And after he left, like two weeks later, he, uh, kind of just stopped. He said he didn't want to continue it. So rejected, obviously that hurts. But then I find out it was because of Kendall. 
Mm-hmm. And it was no offense to Kendall. I'm not mad at Kendall. I mean, whatever. You meet your love of your life. They're married like, They're today. married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So they're married. So they it worked married. out. Okay. But and you're about, married to somebody else. Talk about, yeah. But in the yeah. heat of it, like rejection. That's the like ultimate seems, rejection. Yeah, yeah. Like to your friend. Like we already are doing yeah. so much comparing all the time. Like you're already measuring yourself up to everybody. I mean, I was super single. Like I had been yeah. single for years at that point. It was probably in my mid to late 20s. And like that hurt. That was lonely. Yes. That was isolating. Yeah. And it stuck with me, like obviously. Yes. Um, but I didn't tell people that. I was like, oh, no, no. I didn't like him either. Oh my gosh, no. It's like yeah. not that big of a deal. Like you cover it up with so many other yeah. things. But until I was – and we'll jump into this. But like until I was able to be like, hey, like – this hurt. This was yeah. hard. I'm going to be open with my friends about this. I'm going to talk about this. Um, and yeah. I, that's the only way you can move through it. So, well, and yeah, what I think happens is when we keep it in the dark, when we keep rejection to ourselves, we often start filling in the gaps, you know, mm-hmm. we start to kind of fill in the story of the narrative. So, you know, somebody says no to us for some reason, and then we start trying to figure out why, you know, yeah. we start believing, you know, if I was more, X, Y, Z, then he would have liked me, you know, if I was Mm. looked more like her Mm -hmm. or if I had her personality or Mm. if like, you know, I would have like had this on my resume, Mm. then I would have been accepted. And Mm -hmm. we start believing that who we are right here in this moment is not enough. And, Mm -hmm. and that's just a lie. It's a lie of the enemy. And that's what I think rejection, the Mm -hmm. enemy uses rejection to attach attack our identity who yeah. we are yeah. it's that who we are is not enough so we must have to change ourselves yeah. to rewrite the rejection and that's what I see the most mm. um, from my friends who are facing rejection is you start to believe the lie that the only way to rewrite the rejection and to stop the pain you're mm. feeling is to get unrejected mm-hmm. you know this is so true like the girl that that guy doesn't like her and she starts obsessing over the guy and like convincing herself that she, he must be the one and so you start like doing everything in your power to get him to yeah. like you yeah and you almost waste your time on someone yeah. who you know clearly is not you know doesn't see the worth and value in you and Mm. so you start to do everything in your power like oh maybe if I like show up here or you know I I lose weight or I look like this then he'll start Mm -hmm. to like me and you you kind of become you obsess over Mm. this and um it the truth is that never fixes the sting of rejection. Even yeah. if you got unrejected, it doesn't fix that like identity crisis that you had yeah. of thinking because you had to change yourself essentially to get unrejected. Yeah. And that is going to maybe heal it for a moment, but it's not going to ultimately yeah. satisf- satisfy us. And I think the truth is, and I think when it comes to the conversation of rejection and how do we step into freedom, the truth is that all the acceptance in the world being the most liked person in the world, the most accepted in the world, minus Jesus will never equate to anything. Mm. But Jesus being firm in who Jesus says that you are, being in relationship with him, Mm. plus all the rejection in the world, Mm -hmm. being the most hated, disliked, unaccepted person in the world will always be enough. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to get unrejected to step into freedom. You simply have to start living into the confidence of knowing that like through Jesus, we get all the acceptance that we already needed. Jesus has already extended the invitation of acceptance into his family forever and ever. And if we can get firm in that, 
then I think we can take on the posture of, okay, rejection is not that bad. And so I think that's yeah. step one. Step one is that's like good. accepting the invitation that has been freely given to us of like knowing who I am in Christ, believing yeah. that, standing firm in that. And I think when we do that, then number two, the next thing you talked about, which is like, getting honest about rejection with community, then we have people in our life who can remind us of that because there'll be days where we forget it. And there'll be days where like, it's hard. And the, the sting of rejection is just extra hard that day. But then if we surrounded ourselves with people who like don't see value in us because of the things we do or the way that we look, but we have people in our lives who see value in us because of whose we are, because that we walk with Jesus. They're the ones that remind us like, Hey, all the rejection in the world plus Jesus is enough for you. Yeah. And you don't have to chase this like falsity of trying to get unrejected to yeah. feel like oh you're gosh. enough. Yeah. Oh gosh. I have so many things to say about this, but <laughs> one thing is like we, the other day we did a little go around question in our staff meeting and that yeah. was like, what's your, it was, what's the best compliment, compliment. Yep. you ever got? And as everybody was going around the room sharing just like these words um, or words of encouragement that their friends had told them, um, I was so encouraged because everybody was saying some really cool things. Like truly their friends were speaking identity Mm. over them. And it made me think like, gosh, I need to be a more proactive friend like that to like all the people around me because knowing that we are all really like vulnerable to to be rejected like even once we get married or once you once you get your dream job like there's different scenarios different moments where you're going to feel less than where you're going to feel like unaccepted and you're going to feel rejected and so we've got to be people who are like constantly like especially like if we have access to like ask God like okay God like what does my best friend need to hear like today and like actually speaking that into their lives and being really proactive I think if we all made the conscious decision to do this like rejection just like wouldn't hurt as bad because we would have that that truth of our identity to just like fall back on Mm. like and I've that's been so real for me that's been there's been moments where I felt rejected um embarrassed let down and then in the quiet moment in my room alone I've thought of that compliment from a friend right and you're just like wait no that's like this truly is who I am yeah I mean some of us if you're really like confused about that you need to like really take time to like search your heart or maybe yeah. like full identity statements on your uh, bathroom mirror or whatever, just to just constantly remind yourself yeah. of that. But That's so good. And it, it makes me think about, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately in just terms of my walk with Jesus, but I think it so applies to this idea of rejection is that I think so often we... Um, we disciple people to say like, you know, with Jesus, your problems go away. And, you know, oh, if you just surrender to Jesus, like you wouldn't feel hurt or you wouldn't feel pain mm-hmm. or you wouldn't feel rejection. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's what the gospel mm-hmm. teaches us at all. No. You know, in reality, you know, as heirs of Christ, when we yeah. step into relationship with Jesus, like we get to be heirs of all the blessing we get to be a part of like the inheritance of what Jesus offers us, which is so many beautiful, amazing things. But also a part of the inheritance is the suffering and the rejection that Jesus went through. I mean, Jesus talk about rejected, literally, Mm -hmm. I mean, was so rejected and like kicked out and tossed aside by so many people, Mm -hmm. by the religious elite of his days. Like he was literally sent to die on a cross. He was crucified. The ultimate sign of rejection by a society. I remember when, um, 
remember when he like stood before the people and they said like, you know, literally they could have excused him. He could have like gotten off the hook of dying Mm. on a cross and they went for um, Barabbas instead. They chose to release Barabbas instead. I mean, talk about the ultimate Mm. sign of rejection. But I think that that's really beautiful is when we choose relationship with Jesus, we're not choosing freedom from getting rejected. Honestly, Mm -hmm. we're kind of signing up for it Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. But what we get is we get to know that we get to share in that suffering and in that rejection with Jesus. And through that, Mm. there's actually an incredible invitation into deeper intimacy with Jesus. What if we started seeing our rejection as that, as Mm. like, hey, every time I'm rejected by the world, I get to press deeper into the acceptance that I get from Jesus. Yeah. Like, that guy doesn't like me. Okay, this is an opportunity for me to see how accepted and loved I already am in Jesus. Yeah. Like, he already picked me. He already chose me. He already like said, this is the girl that I want to use to like bring my kingdom here on earth. And like yeah. you get to lean into that acceptance. And I think it's only in the face of rejection that we learn how beautiful the acceptance yeah. that we get from Jesus is. Gosh, yeah. I'm just picturing like this is actually practical. Like I think sometimes we talk about these things and it's just like, a little blurry. No, this is like actually practical. I'm picturing girls like not getting into the college they wanted, not getting the dream job they wanted, not feeling like they fit into the group of friends when they moved Mm. to the new city that they expected. Again, of course, like guys, rejections, I'm picturing them after these moments, like going to their quiet place, to that, like that comfy chair, that place in your room or getting on your knees and like just seeking your father being like, this hurt. I'm going to be honest about this. I'm not going to cover it up, candy coat it, pretend I'm fine. I'm just going to like get on my knees and be honest and knowing that like your father isn't going to leave you hanging. He's going to like speak so much into your life. It it's going to bring so much intimacy and so much more dependency. Um, and just don't leave that place until you hear from him, until you get a little nugget of truth. Sometimes it's just little nuggets. Mm. Like it's not like some crazy, like, like whole visions thing. Sometimes it's just the little things that you got to hold on to for just a day and then go back to that place again and hold on to it again for another, another couple of weeks and just continuously going back to your father through, through rejection. Yeah. That's so good. So true. I think that's, Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool to think that like, actually the next time that I'm rejected, I have this beautiful invitation to lean into who Jesus says that I am. Yeah. And, um, I think cause oftentimes there's this like, almost like, um, there's this almost like alluring thing when you're rejected to become strong. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you rejected me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, we think that's the mm-hmm. fix. Like, I don't really care. Totally. But it's actually really beautiful to be like, yeah, that hurts. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. But I know where I can take that rejection and I know where I can find mm-hmm. total acceptance. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have to change anything about myself. I just, like, I come to him and I lay it before him. Yeah. And what I love too, and I think where this conversation is all leading that is super cool is, you know, mm-hmm. in the Freedom Looks Good on You book, we, we spent the week of the story of rejection, looking at the woman at the well and how she Mm. was like the ultimate example of what rejection looked like, you know, a rejected people group, which was the Samaritan people. She was a rejected woman amongst a rejected people group. You know, Mm -hmm. she was the adulteress of the community. I'm sure the one that nobody wanted to be associated with. Mm. But what I love about it is when she accepts the living water of Jesus, she has this beautiful encounter moment with Jesus where she's made new. Her life is turned around. She repents. She turns around. She comes to him. Yeah. And then the first thing that she does is she goes back to the very people that rejected her 
And she offers them that same invitation of Mm. living water into relationship with Jesus. And so what I think is so cool is that when we walk in the freedom of the acceptance that we have from Jesus, we actually get to turn right around and extend that to the very people that rejected us. And that is the ultimate sign of walking (laughs) in freedom of like, hey, even though you said I'm not enough, even though you don't want me, I get to still say, hey, you are so loved and you're so chosen and you're so seen by a father in heaven who loves you so much. And that's so beautiful. And so I think about it. It's like if we were to walk confidently and like be more open about our rejection, Mm -hmm. how that might release people of the chains that maybe rejection has like been holding them in. There might be other people around us who need us to be honest about our rejection, who need us to be honest about how badly it hurt because it might be the very thing that like sets their chains free, which is just powerful. Yeah. That's so good. Oh my gosh. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, I feel like I probably in within the last like month or two, I feel like rejection hasn't like stung is bad there hasn't been a moment right now but gosh I've had so many in the past but right now I'm thinking of like all the people I need to like go back and like maybe have a conversation with that will do really cool ministry I mean that's just where real ministry happens when you can go back to a friend or when you can like face that again and have a conversation there about it and be honest and open and Gosh, I know Jesus did that. I mean, he was like, he was staying true to that all the way through his ministry. That's like so, so crazy. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Such a cool conversation. We just so believe that, you know, Jesus has freedom from you that from the chains of rejection that have been almost holding you in bondage. Maybe it's like that lie that's just been reverberating through your mind. Let me tell you. I've had, I was rejected by the guy I date. Look at me with all the rejection (laughs) stories. I was rejected by the guy that I dated for like five years. Ultimately what happened was he like basically ghosted me after five years. I mean the worst thing ever. And it felt like an open door for the next three years of my life. Um, an open door or closed or a not clear door. What do you say? Oh yeah. Uh, a crack door. A crack door. I hate a yeah. crack door. Uh, it was a crack door. <laughs> like it was not in the back of your door. mind the whole time. The whole time. I was never honest about what happened. I, with friends and then also with the Lord, I yeah. just like toughed it up, sucked it up, kept moving on and pretended like I was fine or tried to not take it personally and you guys, it literally went, it stuck with me for the next year or no, the first week, the second week, the next four months, the next six months, mm. two years later, three years wow. later until yeah. I was honest with you. And that just like, like we were saying at the beginning of the conversation that affected my identity, that yeah. affected my personality, that affected my confidence, yeah. that affected like the plan God had for me. I could imagine he was just in heaven, like daughter, like just be honest, like just wow. get real with, with me. Like. I had the opportunity the whole time, but I just chose to like stomp right through it and in my pride or embarrassment or whatever, I just kept on going and never like accepted his invitation into Mm. intimacy. And so I I wish I could sit here and get in the details of how much that like really truly hurt me um, and hurt my purpose and hurt my story. And so I just really want to empower anybody listening like – if there's something, yeah. if there's a guy, if there was a moment, if there was yeah. an opportunity that you felt like really stung and it might have been 
and don't be embarrassed. It's okay if it was like five years ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. You got to start yeah. like opening that door, um, talking to Jesus and doing yeah. the thing because so much will change. I love that because the last thing on my notes says, sometimes our deepest rejections lead to our deepest intimacy with Jesus and our biggest calling. Yeah. And I love you basically just said that, Ken's like, you know, it was through like once you finally did sit with Jesus and wrestled through that, like I'm sure it led to such deep intimacy. And I know from my life it wasn't necessarily a rejection from a guy, but it was actually from something that happened at work. Yeah. Uh, somebody, a leader that was a part of our organization who basically had told me that like I wasn't enough to lead delight essentially the ministry that Ken's and I run together and Mm -hmm. it stuck with me like even though I knew it wasn't true I started everything I was doing was me trying to prove that I was enough and Mm. it was like such a hard season of running and me doing it out of my own striving you talked about you doing it out of your own striving to like Mm -hmm. try to like prove that like you yeah. are worthy of someone's like striving love. and proving are telltale signs of yeah, undealt un- with rejection. rejection. <laughs> yes. And it was finally when I took it to Jesus, truly, I took it to my people, mm-hmm. my people that I trusted. And I really began to wrestle through it, that it led to some of my most intimate moments with Jesus. And then I really, truly feel that that set me up to step into my calling even yeah. deeper. Like it was through facing the like lowest moment of rejection of feeling like I wasn't enough for actually yeah. me to realize I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm actually not enough, but through mm-hmm. the power of Jesus, the spirit in me, I am made enough. Mm-hmm. And that's where I get acceptance, mm-hmm. not what I can bring to Jesus, mm-hmm. but what Jesus can actually do through me. Mm-hmm. And that is walking in freedom because right. I don't have to keep it up anymore. I don't have yeah. to prove anything anymore. And I imagine God's like, God's like, finally, like, yeah. oh gosh, finally you opened up, you're honest, you said something, You, I want to use you. He's like, I want to use you. Yeah. I want to do so much with your story. I have so much more. Like I promise, I promise, finally. He's like, finally, you know, it's just yeah. so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so good. So I just imagine the chains are breaking out there. Yeah. Women are just like, you know what? I've been rejected and like calling their girlfriends or like mentors. This like, is how it really I have went. Undealt with rejection. This is what happened. Help me take this to the feet of Jesus. Mm. I just so believe that God has so much freedom for you. If you would just like get honest about it and mm. you would let him be enough through you. Yeah. Um, that's the truth is you probably won't be enough and like literally all the acceptance in the world without the acceptance of Jesus, without letting that acceptance live through you will never be enough. You'll constantly be searching no matter how liked you are by other people, no matter what roles or titles you have, it won't be enough until you live in the freedom of the full acceptance that Jesus has already offered and extended you. That is so good. You guys dive into this week's study too. There's some scripture that backs this up and brings you deeper and it's so legit. So dive into that. It's going to be so good. Uh, what an amazing episode. Amazing episode. We're so excited to be back with you guys okay, next yes. week. We are talking about comparison, how to walk in freedom from comparison. So be sure it's not too late to grab your books at ForTheGirl.com. Step into freedom with us because freedom does look good on you guys. That's right, girl. All right. We'll talk to you next week. 
Hey, you guys, I don't know if you know, but we have a really incredible resource called The Tent. And The Tent is a monthly subscription where you get access to a ton of resources that help you with your quiet time. Things like guided prayers, scripture worksheets, monthly challenges, and even a quarterly Bible study with Mac and I. We want to pour into you. We want to connect you with other like-minded women. And honestly, we're just so passionate about encountering God every single day in the morning and your room alone and everywhere you go. So head to forthegirl.com slash the tent for more details and maybe even try out your first free week of the tent.